support Rainbow Soul. Check out the Rainbow Soul merchandise for your favorite new shirt. A variety of colors and styles to suit your taste. Show off your love for Rainbow Soul. Get cool designs with your favorite quotes. Designs come in a variety of colors so that you can express your most authentic self. Support Rainbow Soul in spreading the word that queer, gender variant, intersex, transgender is sacred. Rainbow Soul, putting the soul back into queer. Order your unique Rainbow Soul merchandise at rainbowsoul.show. Welcome to Rainbow Soul, a live show and podcast in search of deep answers and medicine about consciousness, spirituality, witchcraft, natural magic, and queer inclusive spiritual paths of many varieties. We will explore the use of herbs, candles, colors, and nature in our personal lives, as well as queer-inspired rituals designed with transgender and non-binary people in mind. We are welcoming all pagans, indigenous two-spirits, witchy folks, conscious seekers, and people off the beaten path who want to explore the human spiritual experience that we are all capable of having. With deep reverence and anti-racist values, inclusivity, and a healthy and honest respect for our ancestors, Rainbow Soul brings diverse guests and topics all related to queer spiritual experience. Tap into this amazing resource live and find a supportive, safe environment while exploring interesting topics and diverse guests. Listen on your favorite podcast platform and catch the show at your convenience and still participate in the contest and games. Get more information about games and contests at our website, rainbowsoul.show. Rainbowsoul.show. Thank you for tuning in to Rainbow Soul. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. I'm Hollis Taylor. I'm one of the hosts here today, and I'm the author of Divine Androgyny. It's a sacred path for gender variant people. You can certainly find it um, on Amazon. You can also order one at my website, divineandrogen.com. I'm also a psychic and a mentor and a spiritual coach. So um, I'm here today with Brighthawk, my beautiful partner, (laughs) Brighthawk. Always a pleasure to be back at Rainbow Soul. Hello, friends. I'm the author of The Dancing Hippo, a gender neutral, wonderful book about, you know, sometimes life stings and sometimes life is sweet and it's up to us to decide how to make it good. And my favorite saying in it is, I'm willing to be delightfully surprised by how sweet this life can be. So it's very sweet to be back at Rainbow Soul and I'm very excited about tonight's guest. 
And I guess you want me to introduce myself and what I do. Yeah. All right. So I'm a musician, sound healer, drummer, uh, business owner. Uh, spiritually, I'm, um, you know, pagan identifying probably. And uh, I'm a humanist. I'm a, I'm an earthling. I'm a, I'm a, we're all in this together. Let's make the most of it. Let's make the best of it. Let's do it together. So, you know, recovering Catholic, I guess you could say that. And, uh, and uh, very much a, a appreciator of the Buddhist path. Let's say that. And uh, great to be here. <laughs> well, I'm grateful you're here. And I actually think that you're perfect host to help me co-host the show because this is one of your topics. This is something <laughs> you're really good at. Wow. Well, before we get started, though, let's let's get a little meditation in. I want to invite everyone. We even have some beautiful music to bring along. And... <laughs> Um, I just want to invite everyone to take in a deep breath. Now, when you breathe out each time, try to just blow out all the stress of the day. Anything that's been going on with your week, anything else just Gather it all up in the in-breath. Let it pile up into one big, like, balloon right in your throat. And then just... Blow it out, 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 out. Until there is no more to blow out. Now, I just want to say that anytime you're feeling really stressed, if you do that, it can totally change your experience. Just going to say that just a simple few deep breaths where you blow everything out can really help. Now, just take in a few deep breaths and close your eyes for a second. Now, today... Have your eyes closed. I want you to imagine nature, a natural image that you've encountered that has inspired you. Have you ever been out hiking and looked out at a river, looked out at a mountain, or seen a beautiful tree or an animal? And you could feel it in your bones. You could feel it in your blood. You could feel it all over your body. Take that in, in your mind. Grab that picture that you're remembering now. And allow it to give you a great big hug. welcome to share what your image was in the comments. For me, 
It was all the trees that I can see when I go for a hike. Just, it seems like endless trees in the Rocky Mountains wilderness. And that warms my heart. And somehow I feel connected to something way bigger. How about you? Did you have an image in your brain? For me, it was the bunny rabbit that I saw this morning. (laughs) When I was looking for Charlie, our dog, (laughs) who had taken off on a little jaunt. And as I was walking back towards our house and I looked into the woods, there was a little rabbit that went scooching by with this just cute little, you know, rabbits, man. They're cute. (laughs) So, yeah, that was just what flashed in and gratitude for the mountain. I'm sure many of us have natural images with some of our favorite animals our pets and things like that they're also very and it's great that we have pictures in our mind right because we can take sort of um you know pictures of uh things and save it in our brain but sometimes if we have a physical picture or a digital photo um or a painting or something we can remember something even differently I'm sorry that lacrosse can't be with us today. He has to work, but he is with us in the chat. So um, he said he was going to hang in as he could. So thanks for being here, lacrosse. Um, And you guys can, lacrosse is here as master of none. And that's his uh, YouTube and Facebook. You can find it online. Welcome, Quellen. It's so great to see you. I'm glad you're here. And Sandy and Gay, we're so glad you're here. Eve, I'm glad you found us. And Sandy said, it was the woods behind my house with a little stream running through it. Mm, Aw, Sandy. That's beautiful. It sounds beautiful. I love little streams and things like that. I was seeing, Eve said, I was seeing squirrels dancing on electrical wires. Nature blending with modern stuff they like to play on. Yeah. That's always fun to watch. I could watch squirrels run around like that, like sometimes in the city. It's a great fun. Thank you, Bright Hawk. My pleasure. So I know that for me, although it is not my like great skill, I have a great appreciation of photography. Mm-hmm. And I find that it connects me with nature. Um, I like to use it like on my computer background and I like my house to be decorated with natural images like Bright Hawk's painting here. <laughs> but and but the interesting thing is is that Bright Hawk is actually she loves to take pictures. And I'm always like, okay, well, how about I pull over and you take a picture? <laughs> um, and so I just want to say that you I mean, you you like trying to frame the pictures and t- especially of nature. Uh I I love the art of photography because I think photography is about Like a sculptor, it's about revelation. You know, it's about revealing something in the moment when you're really working on a composition. 
And I'm really excited about our guests because, wow. <laughs> oh, my right? goodness, you're so, in for a treat. So, like, sometimes, have you ever, like, had a friend for a while and then suddenly you discover something about them? And I was like, really? Oh, my gosh. Look at other these. talents you have. Look at this. Do you have more photos? Like, is this just one lucky photo? No. And the next thing I know, she busts out, like, you know, a Facebook page and, and everything and some photos that I was like, <laughs> okay, all right, um, you need to come on the show and talk about this, my friend. So uh, my friend's name is Aaron. I want to bring Aaron out. You've met Aaron before, everyone. Welcome, Aaron. Hi, and thank you so much for that introduction, Hollis. That was that was priceless. Thank you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I was I was just so taken aback. Can you just just tell us about who you are? Sure. And and I'll actually use that as a bit of a lead in how how you came to find. So, my photography has kind of been on the back burner the last uh year or so. Well, pretty much as life has been on the back burner for all of us. But the other day with the full moon and getting ready for my Cancun trip, I am playing around with my new lens and so wanted to get and this this is my camera at its most impressive <laughs> this the, uh, the lens just keeps getting bigger there yeah um but I, I was playing around with that for the moonshot you saw that and then it was uh yeah let me grab the ones that i have on my phone for because that's all i did i didn't even go through the page really until the ones i sent you but these are the ones that i they're my show off ones and I know it. The the lightning bolt shot over uh, Lower Falls in Yellowstone. That's one of the best pictures I'm ever going to take. Um, but I really got into photography probably right before college. Uh, my high school graduation gift from my dad was his 1970s uh, Canon AE-1 35mm camera. So all through college, I would play with that. I loved going into the dark room and playing with black and white in the dark room. Um, so the love of photography was always there. After my divorce, I started working at a college at a Merchant Marine Academy where we picked up the school for two months in the winter and went to sea and went to an incredible list of ports. I've been most everywhere in the Caribbean, a few places in Europe, amazing amount of plates in the States. Um, and so I got the travel bug then. And then I kind of built those two together. The photography came back up and I was like, you know, I really, really like this. And this was about 2012-ish that I got a digital camera. I don't remember why I got a step up to a DSLR from just uh, one of the point and shoot types, but I did. And I started really playing around with it and I kind of fell down the rabbit hole of it. <laughs> and it, 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 because there's so many different photography that you can wind up focusing on. I stick to landscapes, nature, because I think that the preservation of the beauty of our planet, yes, there is many, many beautiful man-made things, no doubt about it, but we're losing some of the nature's beauty. So that's why so much of my work is landscapes and waterfalls, the things that we we treasure and, and we're lucky to have, but maybe we don't always have. Um, so I then 
my photography journey kind of went and I was building it up slowly, building it up slowly. I decided to enroll in the complete certification in professional photography from the New York Institute of Photography, did their online class for the like year and a half that it took me, got that certification, upgraded my camera for the first time. And then I left and went across the country. I, I left the company. I left. I was trying to leave my life behind at that point, and I did a cross-country drive where I went up to Niagara Falls. I went and I did the Badlands. I did uh, the Crazy Horse Memorial, which is a hundred times better than Mount Rushmore could ever dream of being, especially the museum there. I went to Yellowstone. I went to Grand Teton. I went to Pool uh, Cave, Wind Cave, and then Crater Lake, and... I made it all the way out to the Oregon coast and Cape Perpetua. There, there, that was hysterical. I was looking to shoot Thor as well at sun, on sunset. And apparently in my hike out, because I'm only used to seeing the pictures of it with the water coming in, I walked over Thor's well and took a different picture of the sunset on the Oregon coast, which what the picture I took, well, the set of pictures I took were amazing anyway, so I don't really begrudge that. But I do find it really funny that the landscape that I was there to shoot, I walked right over. So I did the cross-country trip, and then I wound up having to go back to my company. But that was when I moved to New York for the company. So I had Finger Lakes and Watkins Glen and Letchworth and Niagara Falls at, at my back pocket regularly. So I just, and around that point is when people were starting to ask me, would you mind shooting my wedding? Can you shoot this catering event? Can you come and shoot our, uh, take pictures at our charity event? And so I really turned it into a business and I worked alongside both the company and my business for a few years. And then in 2018, I tried to go full with this. I lasted for a bit and then COVID hit and Wedding photographers in COVID didn't do so hot. So, but as a landscape photographer, it gave me time to step back even further. And it's funny now. So I, I love information. I love learning. So I had signed up for so many different photography blogs and everything. And now they still come into my email. I find it funny. I have 11,000 or so of them in my email and I barely read them anymore. I'll scan the headlines because I want to see if it's one of the photographers I know or follow. I, I, I personally know an Olympic photographer, Jeff Cable. Um, so, it, and it's one of those, I see all of the patterns of this is what we're, this is how we're teaching you today. So it all repeats and it really is all the same. But one of the things I learned with photography is it, it didn't matter. It, like none of that matters. It, you can teach yourself and it's almost easier to teach yourself some people really, really get into the numbers, the f-stops, the aperture, and the uh, relationship between the ISO, the aperture, and the shutter speed. Some people don't don't have that, but they have a really great eye. I'm actually kind of blessed. I numbers just inherently work. I don't actually remember all of the formulas. Um, my star shots. I know it's one over five hundred for the focal length to give you so that you don't have star trails or so that you do, but I don't actually consciously think of that. But there are some people I know that keep notebooks full of every single little number. And yeah, in the digital age, we are so much luckier that the EXIF data has all of that for us. 
but I know old school photographers that still have their notepad for every single shot. But for me, it's, uh, okay, I want to figure out how I want to frame it. And then a lot of times I want to see how I can put a bit, as Brighthawk was saying, put a bit of a fantasy spin on it. This is our planet, but this is the epitome of it, or this is how magical it can be. Especially, I love doing the frosted water effect on waterfalls and all of that because there, and especially when I'm doing a sunset at the ocean, I will make sure I get one or two where there's the frosted glass across the entire sheet of the ocean because there's this mystical part to that that's just a little bit like ethereal. Wow, I'm just gonna say, Aaron, first of all, I wanna share with everyone Yes. A little bit earlier, when you said that you were working on the moon photograph, um, I want to show everyone this photo. This is the photo that she's talking wow. about. And you can see here wow. that I was like, Erin, really? <laughs> and this is the moment when I discovered that my friend was particularly good at taking pictures. I thought this was profound because... You can see parts of the moon. Like, this is like wow. what you expect to see from NASA, right? And um, it's just beautiful to me because, and I felt like because I had just, I have been really close to my moon, like to the moon right now. I'm doing all of this work with the moon. I'm doing some personal work with the moon and its cycles that I was just like, Aaron, wow. And we, of course, live under the same moon. So in my opinion, I was just like, it's just really special. Wow. I, I find this Print. amazing because I took astrophysics in college and they basically gave us a picture like this. And we had to be able to name at least 10 features of the moon. So the biggest feature that you can always see of the moon is that big star crater burst on the lower right side that's called Tycho's Crater. And it, this is like one of the most amazing pictures I've ever seen that didn't come from NASA, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well done, well done. It's really well done. I hope I hope people listening can like go grab the video at some point um, and just take a look at some of these photos. Or Thank I so go to your Facebook, they can probably see them there too, yeah? Do you want a print of that? I don't know, but yeah, I don't wow. know. That would be interesting to hang up. I was just thinking in our in the star Airbnb, room. in our Airbnb, we have like a star and moon room. Like I'll get you. It's like that. a nighttime room. Yeah, it's very cool. Sweet. Yeah. So some of these other yeah. ones, they're all so amazing. And I just started looking, and then to be able to start looking through your photos, I was immediately. Um, I was immediately impressed at some of these photos. I would agree that you definitely have an eye. Um, I think this is the one on the Oregon coast, I'm guessing. Yes. I love yeah. the Oregon coast. Wow. I, I, I was a bit frazzled by that point. I did the cross-country trip by myself, and really it was during one of my first um, coming alive to myself type moments. And I got to the coast and I was basically done. And I was like, I should have turned around. No, I'm glad I didn't turn around. Because I, I stood there and yeah, I got some amazing pictures that day, but I stood there and I watched the sunset there 
and I stayed on the rocks for probably an hour or so after sunset until it was actually full twilight. And I just, it, I love sunsets. I've studied them because of this. And it was one of the best I've ever seen outside of when I was in the Caribbean. I will say that the co the West Coast tends to have really beautiful sunsets. And I noticed that the culture of California, um, yes. they like, when it's sunset time, you know, because everybody pulls <laughs> off the highway to it's go like the look at the sunset. I, I I grew up in Southern California, and my dad made sure it was a ritual. It was a ritual. You honored sunset. Everybody would take a moment. It was my if we were on the beach, if I was going for a run, that was my favorite time to. You know, it's a hilarious it's a time. That's I had no are, idea. You know? I had no idea though until we were on Highway 101, and then and of course Greyhawk always loved it, but I just thought it was like you know just her family or something, and then we like. I'm like, what is going on? Why is this rest stop all of a sudden become a parking lot, you know, a full parking lot? And I, I was like, oh, it's sunset. And everybody got out of their cars to go look at the sunset. I was just, and then I started noticing that that always happens in California. So It does. It happens a lot on Cape Cod, too. It happens a lot on Cape Cod. Oh, okay. 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 That's okay. interesting. Um, and so then I was looking at, I think this, Wow. I was like, is that the Niagara Falls? No, no, that's in New, New York down in the Finger Lakes. That's on the Genesee river. Letchworth is absolutely outside of national parks. Letchworth is, and it's consistently ranked as one of the number one state parks in the country. Um, it's something like, 8,400 acres. There's four sets of waterfalls. That's the most impressive of them. But, and that rainbow is almost always there because that's how much spray back is there. Oh, isn't that spectacular? Wow. The, the fall, Letchworth, when the foliage is at its peak, Letchworth is, you could write magazines about it. Mm. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I bet I could. I absolutely love nature. So, and I seen this, this is, picture. Where is this? This is at Letchworth too. And yes, you can rent the hot air balloons there. <laughs> that is so epically beautiful. That is just gorgeous. Yeah. Well, don't you love it when a hot air balloon just cruises into the shot? Hollis and I were in New Mexico at Petroglyph State Park, or Petroglyph State Park, something like that. Um, and we're standing on this mesa, and then all of a sudden, this hot air balloon is like eye level to us. That's <laughs> gorgeous. Yeah, wow. And, um, oh, yeah. Oh, God, I love Delta, it. My boss kicked me out of the office one day and said, You've been here too much. I don't want to see you for a couple of days. I'm like, All right, I'm headed to Lake Placid. About halfway between my where I was living at the time in Lake Placid was Delta Lake. I pulled off. I enjoyed a little bit of herbal substance. And then I was like, oh, hey, it's almost sunset. So that's that picture. But mm. that is that is the ethereal quality of the water I was talking about there. Because that was probably, looking at it, I don't remember. That was probably a 10, 15 second shot. Okay. Okay. 
so that that's how the water gets blurred. Yeah. It, okay. So you're taking like ten or fifteen shots at the same time? No, no. Oh, okay. It's on a tripod, and the shot lasts for ten or fifteen seconds. Oh. So, like the shot you showed me of the stars, mm -hmm. that those are really long exposures. And the, I, the, oh, the with the star trails, those were half hour long shots. The shutter was open for a half hour. They were amazing. Again, because my astrophysics class, our lab was take the astropod, bring back pictures of the constellations, you know, and you got tons of extra credit if you brought extra slides. I ended up with more points than you could count. <laughs> I had so many pictures and our yeah. little group would go out and we'd have our both our cooler and our thermos of coffee and we'd take these extreme long exposures and of course you have to keep up with the rotation of the earth yep. when you're doing really long exposures and if you don't want trails and that's the whole point of an mm. astropod is it keeps up with the rotation of the earth Oh. And so your alignments have to be perfect. It, it was a process. And then God help you if somebody starts driving down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's the picture. Here's oh, yeah. There here's the picture we were just oh, talking so about beautiful. with the stars where I was like, wow, check that out. How, how long were those exposures? That was our long shot. Wow. Wow. Good job. Well done. Thank you. I feel like I'm like it, like my little kid self spinning around in circles or or on like a you know those little um I when I was a kid I used to hang around in parks at nighttime because I was often yep. good. And um <laughs> anyway, they would put sometimes we would get you know intoxicated and lay on Oh, those the... things that you push around in circles yeah. and somebody would push me and push me and push me and try to get me to throw up. It didn't work, but I would be looking up at the stars and that's kind of what that picture reminded me of. Oh, wow. I was like, come on, I'm not the only one. Well, look at this. You got lots of, um, Beautiful pictures of Sandy said, What beautiful pictures of Oregon's coast line! Mm -hmm. And lacrosse said, All of the pictures are breathtaking. I totally agree. And who this person is, but they said they're stunningly beautiful. And Eve said that the shutter stays open, it is awesome. Yeah, they must have been talking about the okay, the yeah, the long exposure. Absolutely yeah. breathtaking. I agree. These, wow, Aaron, you're really, you are really, really talented in a beautiful way. Um, I want to look at this photo. Thank you. Wow. And this is at Brushwood, right? That is so familiar. Awesome. Oh my goodness. That amazing. <laughs> Everything. The contrast of the foreground to the background and the yeah, I really love this. Of the fire. This this makes me feel um, like at any moment my friends could arrive on the benches. Yes, yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> had to find a night that there were no friends around, did not have the drummers there. I, I have a couple of great shots with the drummers, but to try and get that, I needed my friends not to be around. 
I, right? Yeah, I totally understand. Now, when we say brushwood, we're talking about a rather, I guess it's pagan, um, a pagan campground in New York. Um, and it's called Brushwood. There's often events there. And Aaron is part of that community there. So this is absolutely beautiful. And I appreciate this part of it. And I guess this is at Brushwood too, right? Th those two pictures were taken like three feet away from each other. That's yeah. what I thought. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, and then I really also love this, oh, which wow. I think has it's a, Glenn. Yeah, and this one you adjusted yes. to be black and white, right? Yes, I, I, I did shoot that one in color, but I, I did that to black and white. That is Watkins Glen, again, in the Finger Lakes of New York. Mm. And it's funny, that is one of the first I wanted to go. All the photography blogs that I followed were always raving about it. It's an incredible hike. And then a few years back on Columbus Day weekend, some of my very, very good friends, some of my family from the Cape came up and me and my girlfriend at the time took them to Watkins Glen. And I'm like, all right, guys, we're going to go on this hike and I'm going to take you into Rivendell. And they're like, no, you're not. I'm like, let me. Yeah. Cost of dinner tonight is on if I'm taking you into Rivendell. <laughs> sure. And this is one of my, the bet wasn't actually like anything serious, but it was a, and so we walk around the corner. We've already walked through and under half a dozen or so waterfalls. And we walk around the corner to this and his wife just looks at him and goes, we're paying for dinner tonight. That's oh, awesome. Wow. That is I, so beautiful. I and love, this is what I mean about there's something revelatory about this kind of photography where it really reveals something. And it, when you sit with it, you, you're brought into that vibration that is just so, mm, love it. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Really beautiful. And if you are on the podcast, um, you can see most of Erin's photos at their Facebook, uh, at her Facebook on the Fritz Photography. Okay, so it's pound on the Fritz Photography. Um, and you can also come and watch Rainbow Soul in the video format on Spotify, Facebook, or YouTube and, and see these pictures. I am showing these pictures. We're going to take a quick break. Um, we're going to just take a quick little break and... Actually, normally we would be having a little uh, video, a little nugget, but because lacrosse can't be here instead, since he has to work, um, we're going to have a beautiful story from Brayhaw, <laughs> who I totally appreciate her story. So here we go. <laughs> Thank you. And... <laughs> We'll be back. Are we doing the story? Or are we doing mm -hmm. the We're doing this. Oh, we'll do the. We'll do a little video. Support Rainbow Soul. Check out the Rainbow Soul merchandise for your favorite new shirt. A variety of colors and styles to suit your taste. Show off your love for Rainbow Soul. 
cool designs with your favorite quotes. Designs come in a variety of colors so that you can express your most authentic self. Support Rainbow Soul in spreading the word that queer, gender variant, intersex, transgender is sacred. Rainbow Soul, putting the soul back into queer. Order your unique Rainbow Soul merchandise at rainbowsoul.show. Well, hey there. This is a story of once upon a time, a long time ago, in the land of Africa. This is a true story. There was an anthropologist visiting the village. Now, nobody had time for this anthropologist except for the children. And so the children and the anthropologist, they spent a lot of time playing games together. And well, one day the anthropologist decided to challenge the children, give them a competition. And so first the anthropologist went and gathered up a great big basket, filled it with fruit, put the basket of fruit at the center of the village at the foot of the tree, the center of the village at the foot of the tree. And then the anthropologist went and got all the children and explained what a competition was and how it would work. The anthropologist said, okay, children, when I say go, you're gonna run as fast as you can to that tree over there. And whoever gets there first, well, you can have all the fruit in the basket to yourself. All the fruit in the basket to yourself. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. One, two, three, run! And instead of taking off running, no, these children, they stopped, they looked around, they gathered hands, and together the children went as a group to the basket of fruit and they picked it up and they passed it around and every child had a piece of fruit juice dripping down their chin, happy as could be. But the anthropologist was so confused. Who won? Went to one of the children said, no, why did you do that? And the child said, Ubuntu, we take care of each other. Ubuntu, Ubuntu, we take care of each other. How could I be happy, said the child, if either child on either side of me was unhappy, hungry, or sad? Ubuntu, we take care of each other. Because when I take care of you and you take care of me, we all win together. Because when I take care of you and you take care of me, we all win together. We all win together. And isn't that the point? Winning together? Some people think this life is a race. Just relax, you'll find your place. Ubuntu, Ubuntu, we take care of each other. 
we take care of each other. And that's what I love about Rainbow Soul, that it's not just a show, it's fast, quickly becoming a community. A community that is a safe place to take care of each other. We take care of each other. Cause when I take care of you and you take care of me, we all win together. Cause when I take care of you and you take care of me, we all win together. We all win together. We all win together. <laughs> and this is a steel hand pan art instrument if you've never seen one before. <laughs> Great fun sharing with you. Mwah. Well, Brayhawk, that was really, I love Ubuntu. What a great story. And I love that you sort of sing it. Um, I think it's totally fabulous. And a reminder, a great reminder to all of us. And I think that like Ubuntu is exactly uh, my sort of foundation in life. And I think it is for you too, which is one of the reasons we get along so well. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I really appreciate that. And <clears throat> I appreciate all of you for being part. And, you know, <laughs> um, I want to bring Aaron back out. Yeah. And look, Brighthawk um, Lacrosse said, uh, awesome <laughs> story. Um, you rock, Brighthawk. And Sandy is applauding for you. And it's so beautiful. And so, y'all, I want to bring Aaron back out. Yeah. And I want to talk about um, you know, what got you there, Aaron. Like, you know, like sometimes when we try something, I don't feel like I'm particularly talented at taking pictures. I'm open to learning. Um, but I don't always remember to do it. Um, or <laughs> and I don't always seem to have like the eye or whatever. So, so like, how did you manifest this in your life? Okay. Well, and actually that that's, um, people get scared of photography, uh, or daunted by it. And how I started was wanting to be able to put my pictures and the pictures of my friend on my walls and my friend's walls. Um, and I can't draw or sculpt. My hand-eye coordination is pretty bad. And while I absolutely can sing, um, that's not a way where I can leave, where I don't have to be actively part of my photography. I can then step back and, it can be appreciated over and over again. So again, I can't draw, I can't sculpt. Um, as much as I love uh, charcoal sketching, it's never gonna work for me. So I looked to photography and again, it was my dad that kind of got me into photography to start. And then it was my love of travel that made me see how beautiful the landscapes can be. But really for photography, it was a, uh, okay, I got, and again, I do understand it being daunting. I understand, especially because there's there's a lot of gatekeeping in photography like there is within a lot of other communities that, again, doesn't need to be there. It, there doesn't need to be the separation between the pro and, and the consumer because really it is um, what 
my eye is yes, a generically friendly eye, but it's what you want to see or what the person that you're thinking about wants to see. And then a lot, so much of it is just trial and error. Yes, there are technically perfect pictures that all of the settings were right. They nailed it. That don't have that feel, but there are also, well, they didn't actually really know what they were doing here that turn into amazing pictures because that's where they were. Ansel Adams is quoted as saying, if you want to take better pictures, stand in front of prettier things. Um, I won't quote Muir because he's an ass, but um, Man Ray, same, is, no, the beauty's not at the first time you look, it's at the 10,000th time you've looked. A and that's, a lot of it is, how many pictures have I taken? I have probably taken over a million pictures. I, probably over a million. Wow, that's a lot. Well, that's one of the advantages of digital, uh, of uh, the the card I have in right now is a 256 gig card, so I could probably have 2,000 shots from this camera on that, but I've probably taken a million pictures, and that's how I have some great ones is because I've tried, and I know I got to learn my camera. I got to know my camera. Yes, I read the manual because there is actually a lot of information in your manual that will help you. But it, other than that, it was a, my my camera is my friend. Um, Clearly, because you took this. My you took this perfect picture. Oh, you're showing us our the camera. camera. Can you guys see her camera? And it's quite um, intense for me. It looks um, like intimidating. Like I'm afraid to touch it. <laughs> Probably costs more than I do. <laughs> wow. And, um, that's probably that setup is three grand right now. But I, for the longest time, built my business on a thousand dollar camera and a five hundred dollar lens. Yes, I have I have great equipment now. Well, I consider it great. It it's not top of the line. It's what I can do. But I have great equipment now. But I spent the first six years as a photographer in the first three years in business with just your base model camera. And it was just, okay, slow down. And why I like photography so much is it forces you to slow down. I almost always shoot on my tripod instead of just shooting from the hip one with the landscapes that I like to do. It, it's often better. It, it's a solid foundation. And also I can then go from shot to shot, changing one or two things and then understand the relationship in those changes that I'm making. Now I can do it pretty much blindfolded and get, if I have the shot framed, I can probably do the settings blindfolded and get some amazing shots because I know my camera and being an astrophotographer, I know my camera in the dark. Um, the, the moon shot is, is great, but, I, I didn't send you this one, so I just, during the break, pulled it up. This is one of my favorite shots I've ever done. Uh, let's see if I can get it lined up to the camera. Which way am I going? And that's the Milky Way over First Encounter Beach on Cape Cod. And so the Milky Way, wow. I, I definitely, 
love to shoot. And yeah. Again, it's really, it makes you slow down and it's getting over the hump of being scared of it. Cause well, if you don't like it, then you don't have to post it. You can just delete it. And for me, that was one of the biggest parts in the beginning of my photography, especially as I was trying to build it a bit online was I would go out and I would take a hundred pictures and then I would post a hundred pictures. Now I'll go out and I'll take 20 pictures and I'll probably post three. Right. Uh, yeah. I've, I've even done a little bit of that. Like, but I guess also taking that many photos also makes like sends you towards uh, what I would call mastery because they say how many is it's like 10,000 hours doing it. Yeah. Right. But I mean, it's like you've got your 10,000 yep. hours. Yeah. And so like this picture of a rose, I was like, that has got to be the most perfect yep. rose I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and thank uh, you. Yeah, I was just impressed. I like roses, and I was really impressed really with beautiful. it. Yeah, it was really well done. And um, and I also was impressed wow. by this one, which is a great sort of wide angle image. And this also reminded me Funny. of Pacific Coast. It's not. We had icebergs on Cape Cod. That was uh, 2015. We had icebergs on Cape Cod. Oh my! That God. that Massachusetts. Wow! Wow! Okay! Wow! Would never have guessed. It's just incredible. The composition, the lighting. Wow! Really amazing. Thank you. Yeah, that's really beautiful. How long did you uh, have to expose yourself to the elements for that one? I I was out there for probably three or four hours. Um, I actually do remember that day. I ran into my buddy. He was walking his dogs on the beach. Um, but the cold doesn't bother me. I I do uh, polar plunges every time I can. So cold doesn't bother me. But that I was out there for about three or four hours that day. That's the other part of photography that people often don't know what you had to go through to get the shot. <laughs> well, and this is, oh, this wow. is Niagara, yeah. right? Yes, that is Niagara from the, from the Canadian side. Oh, that's the lighting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It looks a little different than what I've seen. And then I thought this picture was fun. I was like, this is like rainbow candy or something. I'm not sure what it is, but it's cute. It's rainbow. We love it, it is. And uh, it is uh, indigenous bead, bead work. It is indigenous. Uh, this is at the Crazy Horse Memorial in the museum. It is the beads that the Dakota would use for their ceremonial outfits. They just have a whole wall of it. And I, I really did love the composition of that's just a cabinet full of those glasses, which I thought was so cool. Oh, that is. That is. <laughs> and to know what's behind it, that's even cooler. Yeah, I did. I had no idea of the history of the picture. I just thought the picture was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And then this one, where is this? Is this up Crater in Oregon? Lake. Crater Oregon. That carrot uh, volcanic crater in Iceland. Okay. Wow. Wow. wow that's really beautiful. Iceland is one of my. Yeah, that was that was incredible. Iceland was like obviously as a photographer was one of my huge goals. We had a really good time. I have to go back to get the pictures. It, we were there for three days, and it was a bit hectic. Yeah, wow. but it was a trip of a lifetime. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's inside a volcanic crater. Wow, that's amazing! That's really amazing. And I know that this here must be pride <laughs> in New York. This must be pride, or is it Boston? Rock. 20 the first time i ever went to pride oh and wow. it happened to that pride happened at a black lives matter rally uh so the first time i went to pride was as an activist and i wouldn't have any other way no that's beautiful i understand um actually i had a similar i was an ally um i knew i was a little queer but um i also i went to dc so i also had that experience too and I came out later and was like, oh, by the way, guys, <laughs> years later. So I totally get it. And I've so appreciated you being on the show today. I appreciate you, Aaron. So and, and appreciate your photography. Really amazing. Just incredible. A really, hats off to you. <laughs> you discovered it. Like, Wait, you do? That was, so, that was so wonderful. That was so heartwarming. <laughs> I was really surprised because I just didn't know that about you. Um, and I just, you know, I'm getting to know you and I appreciate getting to know you. I think you're a fabulous person and I appreciate, I appreciate that you're in this world and I think you have a lot to offer the world. Um, and Eve did want to know what is your preferred tripod? Do you have a preferred uh, tripod? What I have is the KNF concept. It's a carbon fiber four section with, uh, okay, I'm going to take the camera off so I can kind of show the center column that I, the center column is really cool. And then I do have a recommendation for my ball head as well. Um, so it is a, again, a KNF carbon fiber. And so the center column goes like that, but can pop out and swing and go like that too, oh, wow. which for doing uh, product photography, or if I'm shooting something directly on the ground, having it be horizontal works really well. Um, and then I use the Ceroi, S-I-R-U-I, uh, 90 ball head because I have always preferred to shoot with a ball head over a pistol grip or over um, a pan and, pan and tilt. Wow. Okay, great. Thanks for sharing that. I'm sure Eve appreciates that. And is there anything else you want to uh, say to everyone before I go ahead and pull cards for the end of the show? Nope. I'm looking forward to tonight's reading. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I my cards have been sitting there collecting heat all day. 
Um, and this is the pride deck or the love is love deck, uh, which each one is um, done by a different LGBTQIA artist. Okay. And it's, so it's a collaborative deck, which um, makes it uh, particularly uh, special to me as well, because I love to collaborate. So um, <clears throat> the first card I'm going to pull is um, about what we've been through, okay, and what, what has happened in our past. And if you take a look at this, first of all, of course, there is a gender variant person there uh, standing forward with their message for the world um, full on, like, in this sort of powerful way with everything they have. Um, available to them. That's what these swords are. The swords are actually about like thoughts and um, actions. Okay. Like I think this and therefore I do it. Okay. Or I dreamed this and therefore I'm working on it, right? Like a business or something like that. And so if you take a look though, there are shadows in the background watching. And this is about pushing your shadow aside not listening to the part of you that says you're not enough or you're too much or whatever chatter goes on in our brains that tells us we're not as beautiful as we actually are. That's what this, that's what those shadows represent. Yet this person is standing forward in all of their power, offering it to the world. And that's what this is about. This is to remind you how you stepped past those shadows in the past and stepped forward fully in your power, fully going forward with all of your tools at hand. And this card here is another interesting, beautiful card. Now, this is about wands. This is about your intentions, um, intention setting, and your magic, okay? And it is about your thoughts, but it's more about the intentions that you use um, to help, you know, to help sort of guide yourself, like what you want to do. Well, I want to get this job or whatever it is. That's what this is. This is to remind you of the visions. See how the wands are in the uh, person's head? That is an indicator that you've dreamt it, you've thought it, you've had it sort of visionary, but it hasn't quite come true yet. And this is to remind you to keep your eyes on the goal and allow those thoughts, those visions to come through. Don't dismiss them, allow them to be there and take them as a guide from the earth, as a guide from your divinity, whatever your divine is, or the universe or spirit or whatever um, you want to call it. Um, and it's, it's meant to do that. It's meant to, uh, those visions that you're having are actually coming from the divine. Okay. And the next, the final card is about choice. This is about what's coming to us. All of us, that are listening to this, whether we're listening to it now live or listening to the replay, you're going to have a choice coming in the future. You will have a choice and it may involve travel for some. 
And this in particular will be one way or the other way. Do you, would you rather go do this or would you rather do that? And that's what this is all about. This is about reminding you that you will be faced with a choice. So be aware of how you've overcome your shadow in the past and stepped through in your power. And be aware of the visions that are coming to you right now. That's the divine speaking to you, pushing you towards your destiny and pushing towards things that you dream and want anyway. And this card is telling you and letting you know that a choice is on its way. You're about to get a choice. So in the coming week, especially towards the end of the week, as we approach the weekend next this week coming up, you're probably going to have some sort of choice. So my friends, I want to thank you for tuning in to Rainbow Soul. I appreciate you. I'm so glad you tune in. Thank you to everyone who's been tuning in. We appreciate you so much. And I want to bring Aaron. Oops. Wait a minute. I have to. <laughs> Welcome back, Aaron. Um, so I appreciate you, Aaron. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you for bringing your photography, for sharing it. I had no idea how beautiful of a photographer you were. <clears throat> and I appreciate getting to know that part of you. I really do. Um, I feel like thank you so much. Now I know a photographer. And if you ever come through Colorado, I'll take you out to some very cool spots. For sure. Thanks for bringing more beauty into the world. And maybe someday we'll meet up in uh, Oregon. And so Portland, Oregon is a fantabulous place. Um, I totally agree with you on that. So I appreciate everyone that's watched the show. Thank you, Brighthawk, Always for a pleasure. playing music, <laughs> for telling a story. We appreciate you. And I appreciate all of you for tuning in, for sharing, and for being part of the community. Thank you, and we love you, and be sure that you know that you matter, and that the way you are made, no matter how your gender variance or queerness comes out, it's okay, it's perfect, just the way it is. You were meant to be this way, trust me. You were meant to be this way. We need you on planet Earth. So please keep tuning in. We're here for you every week. And thank you. Thank you for being here. And good night, my friends. Thank you for watching Rainbow Soul. We are so grateful for your presence and listening in this past hour. Be sure you're subscribed and get notifications so you can join us and catch us every Sunday night here live. We appreciate you sharing, commenting, reacting, and inviting others to the show. This is a show for you. So tell us, who would you like to see on the next show? What topics inspire you? You can always find replays, more about the host, blog posts, merchandise, information about games and contests, and social media links at rainbowsoul.show. We love to show our gratitude with fun and games and contests with prizes that celebrate who we are as a community. Rainbow Soul holds the intention to explore consciousness and spirituality in cultures with a deep reverence for cultural roots, equality, and inclusion. We are always striving to recognize the spiritual medicine available to all of us in the modern world. 
We hope that you walk away knowing that you are perfectly valid in whatever identity you embrace for yourself and that you are sacred just as you are. Thank you so much for tuning in to Rainbow Soul. In the land of Africa, there lives a hippo who learns to overcome being different through an ecstatic dance experience. Sometimes life is sweet, and sometimes life stings. It's up to you to decide. What are you willing to be? asks the honeybee. The firefly reminds us that only you can shine your light. The butterfly speaks of the wonder of transformation, while the moon helps the hippo feel a confident glow. Find out what happens in a hippo dance trance. This beautifully illustrated book presents expressive artwork through gender-neutral characters that deliver messages about being yourself, perspective, and personal transformation. Order today at brighthawkproductions.com. Jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So what exactly does that mean? It is a figure of speech in reference to a person who has dabbled in many things rather than gaining expertise by only focusing on one. So much knowledge and wisdom out there, at our fingertips, yet so difficult to grasp. Everything and everyone has a little piece of the truth, and it is up to us to determine what our truth is. In this busy world, creating the time, the space to nourish our bodies, mind, and soul has become a difficult task. So let's take a moment to learn something, something small, in whatever way the universe decides to reveal it. It could be someone's story, a quote, a spiritual practice, maybe a song or a movie. The opportunities are limitless and all around us if we just take a moment to see. We are all students of life experiences. So let us learn from one another. There is no right or wrong path. There is only your path and your journey. So let's begin our adventure and explore all the world has to offer. And let us become a master of none.